Thank you all so much, uh, Chris and Sue, and, uh-oh, and Whitney, and don't, don't make me go down all the names now, Miss Cheryl, and everyone who did the video. Thank you all so much for all that. Uh, your, your message is, is so, so important, and it's really feeding our faith collectively as a church. And so I want to go ahead and make a couple announcements um, before we get into the word. I do have a message, and uh, I, I want to encourage you that the, the party doesn't just stop today. Um, but next Sunday we have hangs with pastors, and if you um, if you have any any questions you've ever had for myself and Pastor Kyra, uh, we're going to be in I think K through five next Sunday at twelve thirty. We'll be casting vision, um, sharing some new things that God has shown us as it concerns the direction of Highlight Church, and uh, I'll be sharing some of that this morning. But I won't be able to get it all out. Uh, but uh, ne- ne- next Sunday, sign up for that. Go ahead and register on the events tab on the on the website. 12.30 p.m. next Sunday, Hangs with Pastors. Uh, we're going to have some lunch available to you. Just a laid-back environment for you to really get to know the heartbeat of Highlight and where it is that we're heading. As well, I want to encourage you to go out there in the lobby, and maybe you've already recognized, maybe you haven't, but we have QR codes that you can access out there. Um, take a walk down memory lane with, with, with Highlight Church. Um, just You can put your phone there, and it, it'll take you to 2016 uh, or, or the first uh, sermon series we've ever preached or um, um, the first Easter egg drop when there were 600 people in a neighborhood park and we flew helicopters over houses and all that stuff. Uh, it, it'll take you through a lot of different segments of our church's history. And so go on out there and enjoy those pictures and um, um, just just get to know us a little bit more, especially if you're new here. Um, I believe you really did miss some of the best years of our church if you're just now coming. Uh, we know that you're going to take us further and you're going to make it better. But, um, man, you, you missed those three and a half years at Shady Grove Middle School. How about set up and tear down? Where, where my Shady Grove? Come on, put your hands together. Shady Grove Middle School OGs. Showed up at 630 in the morning. 14 degrees outside, unload the U-Haul and put them in. We might go back to Shady Grove. How about it? All right. Yeah, but we're moving on. I I do know later on I'm going to talk about, you know, launching our second location, but we don't know if that's going to be portable or permanent. So just get ready. Um, You're you're dealing with a visionary who doesn't like to be comfortable. So we got to move, we got to move, we got to grow, we got to stretch, and, and so we're, we're going places. But go ahead and access those QR codes and, and, and take that walk down memory lane. Go ahead and join me in Matthew 28. I encourage you to have a pen and notepad ready as well as uh, your phone if you don't have anything to write with. We're going to be in Matthew 28. But right before we go there, I want to give you some context and uh, try to get us out of here at a decent time. But uh, the Bible teaches in Genesis uh, that God created us in his image, in his image. And that word there, image, image in Genesis uh, means representation or representative. And so you have the king of heaven, the king, you writing this down, Trevor, get this down. You have the king of heaven who creates beings in his image. And uh, like I said, it means representation. And so our destiny or our design as human beings was to represent the king of heaven in the earth. So you have a kingdom of heaven. And then you have that kingdom of heaven kind of translate itself down here upon the earth. 
then he creates representations and he gives us authority, Genesis 1 and 2. And he says, reign above everything. I'm going to put you in authority because you represent kingship. So what, what happened was in the king of heaven, there was a war and a foreign king got kicked out. An enemy king got kicked out. And he was able to convince about one third of heaven's angels to follow him as he was being banished from from heaven unto the earth. And so we had authority. We we had the ability to multiply and be fruitful. It really tells you a lot about God's heart, how God's heart is for you to 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 grow and to expand. That's God's heart. But this enemy king came and through deception and lies he sabotaged the authority of man, which was given by God, and he was able to gain access to that authority through lies and deception. And so for, for millennia, man has been bound to the lies and deception and temptation of that enemy king. And so over the course of time, Galatians 4.4 4 says that at just the right time, God sent his son, born of a woman, subject to the law. And so the king of heaven had to come from heaven and to the earth, and he had to overcome temptations. He had to live sinless, and he had to go to the cross, you know, as, as the lamb slain before God. So his blood was shed, and, and that creates a way for forgiveness for our sins. Thank the Lord. And so after he died on the cross, they put him in a grave for three days. Now, the Bible says that the power of Satan is sin and death. So the power of this foreign king is sin and death. And it says that the power of sin is death. Now, Jesus died sinless. So when he was buried for three days, Susan, he went into hell. He defeated sin. He defeated death and he defeated Satan. And he took the keys of authority from him while he was in the grave for three days. And then he rose on the third day and he gave the keys of the kingdom of heaven to believers. Some of this is putting y'all to sleep. And this is like the best part of it. I don't, I don't get how we get sleepy on this stuff. Like, whoa, my God, I'm feeling blessed preaching it right now. But he rose with the authority and he gave it to us. And so now we're going to enter into context here. Matthew 28, it says, Jesus came and told his disciples, this is post, post-resurrection. I have been given, here it is, all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, because of this, because I now have all authority in heaven and on earth, because of this, I'm talking to you, my church, because I have all authority, I'm going to pass it on to you. Because of this, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I've given you, And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Today, I want to bring a message to you entitled, The King's Vision. The King's Vision. Not Highlight's Vision, but the the King's Vision. We we, we have a vision, but our our vision is His vision. And so, vision is such a powerful thing. The Bible says, without a prophetic vision the people perish or they cast off restraint, meaning without a vision, you live any kind of way. 
um, deep down you want to be somewhere, but when you don't have vision, it's like, why, why am I still 10 years in the same cycle? Well, because you, you need a vision. And so what I love about all that powerful stuff in the first two minutes, which we could have went home, but I didn't sense the, the pull from the, from the congregation. We, we could have. That, that was it. Like, we, we can praise right there. He rose with victory. He rose with life. He rose with freedom. He broke all of your chains. We could have went home on that. But it's just like, yeah, all authority. What, what time's breakfast? Plus, y'all wearing masks, so I can't tell how you look. You got to... You got to do something, Jason. Show me something. Just, I got to take notes, Pastor. Authority and power. Okay. Y'all ready? Come on, wake up. Everyone in this church, put your hands together if Jesus is good, if God is good, if God is faithful. Wake up. Wake up. It's four years, man. Wake up. I, I told the Lord, I right, come in here all astute and, and nice and simple. I, if I'm going to do that, I need y'all to lean into this thing. Are we ready? Jesus Christ, we're victorious. Four years. Churches don't make it to four years. Wake up! I'm telling you, most churches right now are dying. 5,000 pastors a year quit the pastorate. 1,500 churches from, that would have started in January will not be in existence by December of this year. Come on now. Come on. Let's get into this thing. All right. The king's vision. You ready for this? All right. I done wasted all my time. I got me stoked now. Okay. Anyway, king's vision. Three elements of it. Here it is. Leadership. The king's vision for your life is leadership. That creates a tension right there for you. I'm not a leader, pastor. Yeah, well, I've been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples. It's leadership. He said, make disciples. This is how it works. Follow Jesus. Here it is. And, and he'll make you into a great parent. Wholeheartedly follow Jesus and he'll make you into a great person wholeheartedly follow Jesus. This is what Christ is saying. And, and I'm going to make you great. He, he said it in Matthew four. He, he was, he had just started to inaugurate the kingdom of heaven and the earth. And, and he came to Peter, Mark and, and Andrew. And he said, um, he said, follow me and I'm going to make you a fisher of men. And, and a lot of us, part of the issue is, is that we, we try to find our identity in, in things of the world and in other people and in designs and brands and and this and we, we try to we you know we want people to tell us who we are. Jesus has already told you like follow me and, and I'm gonna make you into someone great. Now the issue tends to be when we think of leadership we think of CEOs and uh, people with microphones but when we say leadership we mean impact. You can be dead broke. I totally understand this <laughs> You can be dead broke and changing the world. You can be sick, praise the Lord for Miss Cheryl. You, you know, coming here every day in pain and, and pressing in and ministering to people and praying for people. 
and, and be changing the world. Leadership isn't about a title or about how much money you have in the bank. As a matter of fact, when Jesus called the disciples, he said, I need you to give up everything. Go poor. Just give it all up because of what I'm about to do. And I'm about to give you global influence. And so, and so he said, go and make disciples. Go ahead and write this down. Discipleship, if you want to know, that's a big Bible word, but discipleship is the process of, of developing Jesus followers into kingdom leaders and world changers. Discipleship is that process. And so for us here at Highlight Church, leadership development is a big deal. As we ask that question, what does the next four years look like? I love how how Lindsay hit it. She said, you know, those, those 20 different lights and people all over the world, how many people know that we, we, a lot of people pray, Lord Jesus, we need you more than anything in the world. We know that Jesus is in heaven saying, I, I need you more than anything in, in this, in this crazy world. We were out in DC yesterday and um, beautiful day. We, we saw, we saw some, you know, uh, what is it called? A, it wasn't a protest. It was, it was a thing kind of go by for lack of words, uh, a march go by. And uh, it was a very peaceful march, but, you know, it's, once again, kind of like I said the other week, like Trump, Trump and Biden, they're, they're not the answers. The, the answers are right here in, I don't want to clap on this. I really want us to lean into this. The answers are really right here in this room. And, and this is what Jesus is saying when he's saying make disciples. Like, yeah. I'm sending you everywhere to shine, to shine a light. And so leadership development here at Highlight is, it's a big deal. God has given us a passion and a burden for raising up leaders. So this is what it looks like here at Highlight Church, especially if you're taking notes, is we call people superheroes, we call them superheroes because the Bible teaches that you have received spiritual gifts from the Holy Spirit. And to us, that means you have superpowers. And so that first level of leadership here at Highlight Church is going through super steps, super steps. And we help you to discover your gifts. You know, there, the Bible teaches about gifts of leadership and gifts of encouragement and gifts of administration and the spiritual gift of tongues and prophecy. We help you discover all of that. that that's, that's the entry point of your leadership development, your discipleship. And then we also help you discover your personality. So we always tell people like, um, you know, if, if you don't know how to smile, we'll never place you on the greeters team. <laughs> that's, that's not your spiritual gift, right? Um, may, maybe, you know, not to say you have a beautiful smile, but you know, we probably put you on production. But, you know, no one sees you, so. But we, we want to we wanna put you in the right place. And then everyone has experiences. And so we, we try to bring some understanding to your experiences and how that helps to share the gospel in the world. And then from super steps of becoming a superhero, we want to encourage all of you in here to one day lead a light group. L lead a light group. So light groups are places where we go to homes and we meet collectively. We form relationships and we grow in our faith. You have to at some point go from just volunteering 
to, to getting getting people in an intimate space where you're actually making disciples. A lot of us, we think, especially people, you know, in the church and unchurched, so it's, it's kind of even, but we think that discipleship is sitting down with someone and reading through the Bible. That's a small part of discipleship. Discipleship is learning the Bible together and applying it and loving each other. That next level here, go ahead and write this. This is so important. Go ahead and write this down. It's just these, come on now. Come on, come on, come on, come on. The next level of leadership here at Highlight Church is team leadership. Because so many of us want significance, Papa Michael. But I'm sitting out here casting opportunity forth. It's like no one recognizes me. No one knows the gifts that are in my heart. God knows them. And so he started something called the church. And, and it's like free reign, like grow in your leadership. But, but you got to be willing to step out and change your schedule and get a little bit uncomfortable to really get the things that you want out of life. Don't just sit at home and say, no one sees me. No one recognizes me. Jesus like, I died for you. You are a leader. I created you with gifts. I, my church is right there. It's like open reign leadership opportunity. So that next tier is team leadership where you oversee people and, and you encourage people and you pour into people and you set things up. And, and, and God is using you in, in that way. And then we, we have coordinators. We have coach. So coaches are super cool. Coaches oversee team leaders who oversee teams. So now there's another tier. And then we got directors. Directors oversee team leaders. Uh, I'm sorry, oversee coaches who oversee team leaders who oversee teams. Then we got pastors. Now, this is the deal. Not everyone is called to every level in leadership within the local church. But here it is. Write this down. Everyone is called to a level of leadership. So, so Jesus said, go and make disciples. This is a lifetime call. Are you make, uh, well, do you just believe in Christ? Do you just worship? Do you just read the word? Or are you actually growing in your leadership? Th th this, is, this is the king's vision. This isn't, this isn't a pastor's vision. Th th this isn't an apostle's vision. This isn't a prophet's vision. This is Jesus's vision for his church. This is how you continue to grow in your faith. It's not just by sitting in a chair. I wish I had a baby chair up here. You know, the little thing. Most Christians want, want to come to church all the time and they want the, I love it. Yeah, I'm glad I feed you, Chris. I, I love that. That's awesome. You get fed. But most people get stuck right there. Welcome to church. Mix up your oatmeal. You ready? Yay. Come on, put your hands together. This is good. Yay. You know, a lot of people say, oh, man, I wish Jesus was president. I'm on one this morning, child. I was supposed to be nice. I wish Jesus was president. I wish Jesus was my pastor. There's too much potential ah, in this room. We, we ah, that visionary is popping out on me right now. You don't move from Florida to Maryland with nine people. <laughs> you don't stay alive for four years without some intentionality. You just don't. This is. 
We, if, if I could sum up Highlight Church, it's, it's a big old leadership ring. Sting. Thing. I don't know. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My mother-in-law's here. Let me, let me, let me. Here's some leadership development environments. Monthly all leaders. We, we meet together monthly with all of our leaders. Some new vision, February 2021. We're, we're kicking off what's called Highlight Leadership. It'll be a six or seven week course. Anyone that is interested in on-ramping as a team leader here. And so a lot of times the issue is, Susan, we don't see the value. Watch me. I'm spending a lot of time here. It's the Holy Spirit. We don't see the value in developing as leaders in the church. We totally missed the point. This thing right here. God inspired, useful for correction, instruction, and teaching for right living. Everything you need is in this book. So every principle in this book, it works. It is effective. And so if you ever get taught a principle from this book and you begin to apply these principles over time without expiration date, you, in fact, will find yourself on top in any, in, in any industry, in any school, in any sector, applying these principles. So we want to get you six, seven weeks, and we want, to, we want to teach you. We want to teach you about who you are. We want to help you discover your gifts. We, we want to help you grow as a leader, and we want to help you to apply those leadership skills. Why? Go ahead and write this down because your purpose is to, here it is. This is your purpose. What is my purpose? What is my purpose? You want to know your purpose? Here it is. Number one is to lead in your church. Lead in your church. Lead in your home. And lead in your relationships. That is God's, or go and make disciples. That's the words of Jesus. Go and make disciples. Well, Pastor, I've been following the Lord for a week. Go and make disciples. Well, Pastor, I've been going to Highlight Church for two months. I'm kind of new to this thing. Go and make disciples. It's to lead in your church. It means to get active. Stop sitting at home. I was having a talk with my pastor. I think it was Wednesday. And, and he never gets on the soapbox. But he, he got on it. He, he just, you know. Usually I do the soapbox thing. Why, 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 you know. But he got on it with me. I love it. Join me on the soapbox. He said, look, Pastor Josh, this is the way I feel about it. If people can go to the grocery store, if they can go to sporting events, if they can go to the park, if they can go to the beach, they can come to church and they can serve. And, and see, your purpose is to lead in your relationships. Now, you have a relationship with not just people, but you have a relationship with your workplace. You have a relationship with your schoolwork. You, your, your divine design is to, is to lead. Psalm 92.13 says, Plant it in the house of the Lord. 
they will flourish in the courts of our God. So here it is. The house of the Lord is the church. The courts of our God is out in the world. So here it is. Planted in the church, rooted. Put me in the game, coach. I'm no longer on the sidelines. I can smile. I can open a door. I've been, I've been, I've been saved for two years. It's time for me to start praying for someone. Put me in the game, coach. I'm planted. I'm here. And then the Bible's promises that you will flourish in the home. Put me in the game, coach. I'm planted. I'm here. What We, we have a super steps class. Sign me up. I'm going to serve. I've been here since 7 a.m. Sign me up. Okay. And then you flourish in school. I told y'all before I came to Jesus, my GPA was a 1.9. I don't know what happened. But Lance, I did not take more time studying. I spent more time in church and in the Bible going into more difficult classes. I went from a 1.9, my first four and a half, sem- four and a half two and a half semesters or so, whatever you do it, to, the, to, to 3.89 from half of my sophomore semester until I graduated undergrad in college. I don't know what it is about being planted It's something supernatural where everything around, come on here, where everything around you just begins to shift and change and you get better and you get bigger and you become more effective. But the word of God says it, stay planted in the house. Let me show you what planting is not. Anthony, give me that seat. I don't, the Holy Spirit is moving in this message. We're going somewhere. We've been here four years. We're just getting started. I just came from a church that's 24 years old. (sighs) What planted is not is this. Planted is not this. Week one of January. Week two, keep the camera there. Week three, week four of January. February, first Sunday. February, second Sunday. Oh, we might go. Come on. Week three of February. Week four. Week one of March. Week Oh, Easter. Let's go. Put your hands together if you know this is truth and this is good. That is not being planted in the house of God. That thing that you're sitting in is the greatest enemy to your God-given potential. You know, it's funny because when the Lord gave me the vision in 2012 and we asked six people to move with us, 
And um, the first six said no, and that's all good. One of them came to their senses. Megan is in here. And now she just, well, not about a year ago, a year ago gave birth to my niece, Celine the Queen, who um, was terribly in love with Judah, mind you. They're not blood related, so we got to figure something out. See, it's all a generational thing, too. Like, so, if, you know, um, when we asked the, the second six to move with us, we said, um, you got to quit your jobs. I can't promise you any pay. I don't even know if this thing is going to work. You can't stay in the, and, and mind you, none of them were leaders. They didn't know how to talk to people. They didn't, they didn't know how to pray for people. They didn't know how to do any of it. We had to raise it up in them. And we had to get them out into uncomfortable spots. They wanted to do great things. I understand as a pastor, in order to get you to be where you want to be, I got to make you uncomfortable. And so the question now becomes, do you want to flourish in your home? Now let's, let's reverse it. Do you want to flourish on the job? Well, now we got to stop using COVID-19 as an excuse not to be serving in the house of God. Uh, uh, I'm going to get in trouble, and I might not see a lot of first-time guests after this week. I love you dearly. I might not see some of the old faithfuls. But, 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 but it's because we're trying to go somewhere. Listen, yes, Jesus died for you. We won't take that away from you. Right, we, we discussed that in the first three minutes. But if you read the Gospels through and through, he was very intentional about filtering people out because they didn't understand that it was not about coming and sitting, but he had a vision for his church that involved reaching a dying world that was not worth living for. And so we, we lose all of our strength, all of our energy, all of our money, all of our minds for a presidential election, for politics, because we lose a home, because we lose finances. All this crap is going to burn and it's going to go anyways. The only thing that matters is what you do for the kingdom of heaven, what you do for God. It's going away anyway. So you might as well get planted here. And my media team has told me not to say this, but if you don't get planted here, get planted somewhere because it's all about the kingdom. Leadership. The second element of the king's vision is growth. Growth. All right. I got 10 minutes. Jesus and his disciples, here it is, went from 12 to 120. Someone say growth. Peter preaches after the Holy Spirit falls, 120 disciples in the upper room. He preaches the gospel. They go from 120 to 3,000. Someone say growth. growth. 
And maybe a few weeks later, as John and Peter are going along, here in Acts 4, verse 4, it says, While Peter and John were speaking, Acts 4, verse 4, While Peter and John were speaking to the people, they were confronted by the priest, the captain of the temple guard, and some of the Sadducees. These leaders were disturbed that Peter and John were teaching the people that through Jesus, sorry if the verse isn't isn't up, just listen to me, that through Jesus there is the resurrection of the dead. So they were preaching the good news. They arrested them, and since it was already evening, put them in in jail until morning. Verse 4, but many of the people who heard... Um, their message believed it. So the number of men who believe now totaled 5,000. So from 3,000 to 5,000, someone say growth. growth, 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 growth. Simply put, go ahead and write this down. Numbers matter to God. From 120 to 5,000 in about three months. Numbers matter to God. Because every number represents a life. And, and I'm going to write this. I told the, the Lord I wouldn't say this, but I'm going to go ahead and say this. Only two types of people don't want the church to grow. Number one is Satan. And number two are comfortable people. Typically, when, when you hear people say, I, I don't do big churches, I understand that. That's okay. It could be a scary thing. But maybe there's some some learning, some teaching that needs to happen. But Jesus loves big churches because it represents a saved soul. It represents an addiction that was broken. It represents another generation that can be touched. It represents freedom. It represents salvation. It represents the fact that his kingdom is growing. Go ahead and write this down. The king wants his church to grow. The king wants this. Look, if numbers didn't matter, the scripture wouldn't have them in there. It, it, they just wouldn't. It, well, Jesus came and 5,000 were hungry. If you had women and children, there are probably 20,000 people. Why is that even important? Just tell us that he fed people. It's important because Jesus wants this room to be full. The enemy doesn't. Oh, man, hell is having a heyday right now. Don't go to church. You'll get the germ. Why does it not go anywhere? (laughs) Like, don't serve. You're already tired. Well, if I'm not there, that's minus one. If I go... That's plus one. Is 120 to 3,000 minus one? Or is it plus one? So I got to show up. I got to be there. I got to lean in. I got to press in. Thank the Lord for Miss Cheryl. I got to get uncomfortable because it's the king's vision for the church to grow, 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 to grow. And if I can make this a little personal, I'm just, you know, I mean, keeping it real. You may want to come for the 11. I'm getting it all out so it'll be nice and clean. 
watch the 11. Watch me. He's like, he's, is that a different pastor up there? You know, I'm just, anyway, just personally speaking, I, I don't know about y'all, but like, go here with me. Would you move 700 miles away from home? Just so that you can start a church and it stops growing? All right, we'll set a, a higher precedent because I'm not important. Would you leave the comfort of the throne of heaven with all of your needs met? Angels around your throne 24-7, holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty to come down here to overcome temptation to be beat on the cross, to shed your blood, to be put in the grave. Come on. For the church of God, of the kingdom of heaven, to stay empty in the world. Would you leave heaven so that you can bring it down here? We have not, you can sit down, we have not come this far to stay small. I don't like big churches. No, you don't want to grow. We're going some people out here dying, going crazy, losing their minds. They're lonely. They're addicted. They're depressed. And we're we I don't want to. God needs you to be in position. The church, God, the king wants the church to grow in three ways. Here's number one, spiritually. Write that down. It won't come up on the screen, spiritually. Colossians 2 says this, verse 6. And now just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, watch this. You must continue to follow him. Let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with blessing. So what, what, what Paul is saying is, is, it's more than a decision. Give my heart to Jesus. Thank you, Lord, going to heaven. Woo, made it. Continue in him. The local church that you attend, after you make that decision for Christ and you say, yes, thank you, Lord, thank you, God, I met you at ABC XYZ Church so-and-so, what else does that church provide in order for you to grow? That's what Paul is saying. Continue in him. And listen, you're not going to find a perfect church, Trevor. The goal is to find a healthy church. Well, you know, when I walked in, they didn't smile at me. You didn't smile at the person you at work the other day. You know what I mean? Like, we, 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 it's like grace to me, law on you. And we come to churches expecting them to be perfect. No, no, no. Like, God uses all kinds of people. Do you not know that Peter cut off someone's ear? And that was Jesus' top dog? Do you not know that Peter was irrational? He had an attitude. He was jacked up, toe up from the flow up. And he still launched the church through Peter. What are we, ah, what are we thinking this is? Toe up. 
Well, that church wasn't nice to me. Hey, if God called you there, get rooted. Get rooted. All right. All right. Here we go. Relationally, number two. So now, John 13. So now I got to get out of here. God, I'm giving you a new commandment. Love each other just as I have loved you. You should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. So the king wants his church to grow relationally. That's why I love light groups. And uh, that's why I say, as you prepare to vote, vote your values, but make sure you're valuing voters. They're going to be friends and people in your church who don't vote like you. Uh, uh, Listen, this is how we love well. A person should be never afraid to talk to you about their political stance. For for the fear of you're going to jump down their throat. Oh, my God, you're voting for him? Well, you like Coke and I like Sprite. Like what? All right, I'm sorry. You get what I'm saying, though? And then he wants us to grow numerically numerically all right expansion i gotta get out of here expansion here it is luke 4 42 through 44 says this the next morning jesus went out to an isolated place the crowds searched everywhere for him and when they finally found him they begged him not to leave them but he replied i must preach the good news of the kingdom of god in other towns too because that is why i was sent Someone say other towns too. So he continued to travel around preaching in the synagogues throughout Judea. There's been no king in human history that has never wanted his kingdom to expand. That's what you call colonization. When a king from a foreign place inserts his authority in a, in a new place to get it to expand. And I don't mean to be too graphic about it, but your colon is, starts from your mouth and it ends you know, where it ends. But they say you are what you eat. So everything that goes in spreads throughout your body. Jesus wants to colonize the earth with the kingdom of God. And so he says, I must go into other towns too. So for Highlight Church, our vision is here. Just go and write these things down. 20 locations by 2040. I'm going to zip through these. 20 locations by 2040. This is why we have such a huge emphasis on leadership. People have to grow in their capacity to lead. It goes from just serving and saying hello to actually being able to encourage other people how to serve, reaching out to them through the week, discipling them through their spiritual gifts. You can grow in that. You can do that, you know, and we're going to need leaders for that. Uh, The second part here is we're going to launch our second location. We're praying into the fall of 2021. We have not let up on that. The second location, fall of 2021. Expansion. Expansion. Highlight the city is we love our city in practical ways. In four years, we have given approximately $130,000 in outreach. Come on, we can put our hands together for that. And we have served 1,806 hours and 25 minutes. We just had our first Highlight the City week where uh, we served almost 600 hours in in one week. We had 
many different opportunities. No, no church ever in the history of Gaithersburg has done anything like Highlight the City Week. And listen, this is the thing. This is the thing. Who, who, I think it was Catherine. Catherine, we, uh, and Isaac, uh, you guys are leading Financial Peace University. And um, we said 30 people can be in Financial Peace University, right? Watch me. Here it is. 11 people signed up. Cool. Two people showed up. And, and I had to remind you and Isaac that that's okay. That's okay. Because all great things start small. And what God is trying to break in our generation is a, is a, I'm going to come to a thing, especially in this church, and it's all going to already be set up for me. Let me just let you know right now, run fast. Because that's not highlight church. We're building something. We're growing something. And then God said in Zechariah 4.10, he said, don't despise the day of small beginnings. Forget the church. Look at everything in your life that is small and you deem as insignificant. And he says, don't despise that. Work on it. He says, because the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. You may not rejoice. But heaven rejoiced on October 16th, 2016, when this church started. Heaven rejoiced. 120 people that first Sunday. Oh, I had a fire sermon lined up that second Sunday. Your wife was inviting you. It took her months to get you here. You finally got here in January. You're here now. And it's great. We're glad you are. But I had a fire sermon lined up. You remember this, Lance? I was going to preach the whole message on a ladder. And I did. We got pictures to prove it. Preached the whole message on a ladder about seeing Jesus. Zacchaeus was short, so he got up in a tree so he could see Jesus. Whole message. I had to memorize. I'm like, oh my God, it's my second message I've ever preached. I'm going for this. I'm really going for this. You know how many people showed up? There were 28 people in that room and 13 adults and kids in the back classrooms. 43 people after that first week being 120. Don't ever despise small. We've given 130 grand. We brought in the first year 113,000. God has blessed us to give more. We started the church with $13,000. Left 1000 in the bank because we didn't know if we were going to pay rent in November. Thank God my auntie came from New Jersey and put something in the plate. Faith. You're in, you're in a house of faith. There's nothing impossible when Jesus' hand is on your life. When he calls you to a thing, there's nothing impossible for your life. Nothing impossible. Nothing impossible. And I look into this room and I speak growth and expansion. I speak it. These chairs will be filled by Christmas. People will wake up. People will break through. They will come to the house of God. They will change the world. The devil got the wrong one. We're not distracted by the politics. We're not distracted by the nonsense. We have a kingdom 
to advance. Put your hands together. Come on. I can't even finish. I'm running over. Father, we thank you so much for your word. God, we thank you once again for your presence. Lord, I'm just asking that wherever the seed may have felt today, may, may it have felt on fertile ground and may it bear fruit in due season. God, I pray that you remind each of us just how much you love us. And we thank you, Lord, that as a church, we're moving forward into leadership. We're moving forward into growth and expansion. That is your will for each life in this room. Leadership, growth, and expansion. If you've never made Jesus your Lord and his heart and he's tugging on your heart, I just want to give you this opportunity to come to Christ today. You're tired of being stuck, you want to grow. You want to step into your destiny. There's so much potential on the inside of you. Follow Jesus. Not only will he save your soul, but he'll pull, he'll pull that out. Pray this prayer with me. Father God, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And I believe that he died and rose on the third day. Lord, I ask that you would forgive me of all of my sin. I ask that you would make my heart your home. I give my life to you. I love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Happy birthday, Highlight Church.